Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. I want to welcome my next guest, Jared Burns. Uh, I met Jared probably about four or so years ago uh, down in Melbourne, and uh, that was about the time they were launching Thank You's Baby Range, uh, which was really cool. But uh, just a bit of an intro to Jared. Um, he's developed an inspiration for entrepreneurship while studying his Bachelor of Business and Financial Management degree at La Trobe. In 2008, he went to co-found Thank You, a social enterprise which sells water, personal care, and baby products and gives 100% of its profits towards ending global poverty. Together with Daniel and Justine Flynn and the strong team behind the brand, while he was there at Thank You, they launched over 50 products, donated upwards of 6 mil to help more than 800,000 people around the world. There's huge, huge numbers. Uh, and after a decade of hard work and dedication to Thank You, Jared made the tough decision to hang up his boots in 2018 and follow his heart into a new season of life. His passion for new business, however, has remained strong. Uh, over two years ago, together with two of his most respected friends and colleagues, he's launched an innovative brand of uh, fine fragrance for men and women called Narrative Lab. The products don't contain any nasties like alcohol or parabens, uh, a much more positive uplifting message when you compare it to the existing perfume industry. He's also set up a consulting business called Black Ops Consulting, where he and the team help consumer products businesses in sales, marketing, new product development, and supply chain areas. Fascinating guy. Um, Jared's passion includes helping those who are looking to break into the scary product industry, find a way, solving problems, growing businesses, and adding value wherever he can. Outside business, he uh, loves spending time with his family, watching or playing anything sport-related, a good movie, eating good food, and sweating it out at the gym. I just want to welcome Jared to uh, the podcast. Jared, I've been really looking forward to having a chat with you. Thanks so much for uh, joining me on the podcast today. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, awesome. Well, I guess we, we usually kick off with a bit of background on your family. So, so yeah, just sort of tell us about your, your family. Yeah, cool. I'm, um, I'm a father to three uh, gorgeous little nuggets and a husband to a equally gorgeous wife. Um, her name is <laughs> Jess. Um, she's a South African-born lady who came over here in 2000. Uh, we met in... I want to say 2009, 2010, got married shortly after, just a beautiful romantic story. And then we had Jordan, our firstborn daughter uh, in 2016. So she's now a bit over five. Uh, we had Josie in 2018 uh, yeah. and then Jackson in 2020. Uh, so the family of JB's. Uh, we've gone with the, the Kardashian style kind of naming strategy just for social clout and, and all those fun things. But um, yeah, they're, they're a handful. We're right in the, in the thick of it, hence why my eyes probably 
I look the way they do. But um, now we're having a lot of fun, mate. It's, a, uh, it's an amazing thing to be a father and a, and a husband. So very blessed. Uh, awesome, awesome. And I know you might have struggled to um, to get out and about recently with with what's going on in Victoria. But um, what what are the some of the <laughs> what are the some of the things you're allowed? To, when, sorry, when you're allowed to do it that you like to do as a family together? Yeah, we um, we love spending time together. Obviously, during the week is hard just with work hours and whatnot. But um, yeah, come the come the weekend, we really try to mm. uh, spend as much time together as possible. Whether it's out and about, we love going to anything nature that has nature in it. So whether it be mm. a farm or um, we've got these cool little farms uh, down eastern suburbs of Melbourne, um, mm. uh, the zoo, wherever we can go and see some animals. The kids all love their animals and. <laughs> Uh, little Jackson will see birds from a mile away and just start flapping his little wings around. And um, yeah, they, they love anything nature. Uh, they love, well, they've recently started loving chocolate thick shakes from McDonald's, oh. uh, which are a little naughty treat for them. But um, yeah, they, they smash them down like there's no tomorrow. And oh, just anything family related, extended family, we love getting mm. around them. Family is very important to us and but potentially from Jess's side of things, when mm. the family all, all immigrated over here uh, 20 years ago, I think that made them even tighter again. So, yeah, we just love getting around my side of family, Jess's side of family, mm. uh, seeing people and just hanging out with each other. Yeah, awesome. Uh, that's, that's great. And I, I know we're kind of getting pretty deep on the family stuff uh, pretty pretty quickly, but, um, yeah, I, like I've only got two children, you've got three. Um, and, and one yes. of the tricky things is um, actually getting some time uh, with Stevie and, and, and having, mm. I guess, us time. But um, yeah. do, do you have any kind of rhythms or, or things you, you do with Jess to sort of protect um, your, your relationship? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely easier. What's well, funny, right? It was probably easier when lockdowns weren't a thing. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> which is weird because now we're locked down. Like you would think that it's probably easier now when you're just with each other 24-7. But strangely, it was probably easier back then where you could really, I guess, be intentional about, say, a date night and go, mm. right, tonight we're going dinner and a movie and, and really just hang out with each other and phones down, TVs off, and, and really just enjoy being um, with each other. At the moment, it's kind of like just it's just all over the place. It's like stuck in the house, can't go anywhere, no shops are open. So you're with each other all the time, but that intentionality around, okay, now we're phones down tv off we're going to sit down and have a nice meal together mm. um it, it's tougher to mm. organize we, we do little things we love working out we've got a got an awesome little gym in our garage so awesome. saturday mornings is always a, a big jb session the garage and the gym and a big Make sweat sesh well it's funny they they love coming in yeah um, which is awesome and not so awesome so <laughs> they um it's funny jordan our eldest mm. she comes in in a little little crop top and little shorts and, and starts trying to work out with us and doing a little jump squats and push-ups and mm. we love it just because exercise and, and health and fitness is so important to us it's it's nice to introduce the kids to that early on but after a while it, it normally ends in tears when someone hits their head on a weight or something um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it yeah. is good fun it's train them young and i hope they stay in those ways for the rest of their life <laughs> yeah yep no, that's it and uh, actually, I've noticed uh, on a couple of posts you made that you're, you're fairly into martial arts. I think both you and Jess, is that right? Yes. You do not want to mess with Jess. 
Oh, that is for sure. And she's a uh, a fifth dan black belt in karate. So she's been doing karate since she was five years old. So wow. twenty. Actually, I won't give away her age, but she's been doing it for over twenty years. Um, <laughs> so at least twenty five. <laughs> at least twenty five. Um, and then her whole heritage. So her her dad and her grandfather and a lot of the uncles and brothers and sisters, all uh, awesome in karate. Wow. So. Yeah, not a family you want to cross. Um, I dabbled a little bit in karate, got my blue belt under Keith, Jess's dad, uh, a few years back, and then with family just got super hard to to both be able to train. So Jess mm. does karate. I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm. I've been doing that for about probably seven or eight years now and absolutely yeah, wow. love that. That's the, um, yeah, that's my go-to in the martial arts scene. Yeah, and that's a, that's a little bit more grapply than karate. Is that right? Yeah, a lot more, a lot more groundwork. So if you want to standing, standing up fighting with Jess, not a good idea. I'm much more a groundwork kind of guy. So wrestling, mm. try and break someone's arm or, or oh. choke them out. That's kind of my, <laughs> that's what I like to do. But it's such a nice, such a nice martial arts to do when, when the world is chaotic and mm. business is stressful. Mm. There is literally nothing else you can have on your mind when you go into the, into the gym. And do jujitsu. Like, if you're worried about the formula I inputted into my Excel spreadsheet, you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble when someone's <laughs> trying to try to take your head off. So it's nice yeah. just to be able to clear the mind and use that as a tool, just to yeah, be in the moment and just free from the craziness of life. So it's been super helpful mentally mm. uh, for me over the years. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that share. Yes. Uh, uh, Get cool, into then. it, Benny. <laughs> yeah, I've got actually quite a few people um, in who also do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. So uh, it's and, and I've seen near the butcher we go to, they've got like a yeah. kids one as well on the on the weekend. Oh, nice. so it's oh, packed mate, on a Saturday morning. Get the little ones in there. Yeah, better. <laughs> Rose at three years old, just yeah, going around. Just rolling around. <laughs> I don't think she needs any more, any more encouragement to be rough, but <laughs> anyway. Oh, good. But, uh, and, um, and yeah, we might have a transition into chatting about your, um, I guess your your career and, and what you've done mm. uh, professionally. But um, I think I I started um, following um, your journey when you're at Thank You, maybe in about 2015. That's when I think we we flew down and and um, yeah yeah help packing books yeah <laughs> packing the books <laughs> in the factory. So yes. that, uh, yeah, that's when we sort of first connected. But um, yeah, did you? I mean, it's a pretty broad and, and maybe a bit of a long story, but we, we do have the time if, if you're keen to yeah. share. Um, did you Definitely. kind of walk us through, yeah, your mm. your journey? Yeah, so we kicked off Thank You back in 2008, which just feels like a lifetime ago now. So 2008 was funny. I was always kind of interested in, in business and entrepreneurship and um, always liked the idea of, of helping people and, and charitable giving and trying to help those you know less fortunate than I and so when when Dan Flynn came to me with the um the idea of creating a product thank you water back in the day and then giving 100% of the profits to aid and development programs around the world immediately I was like I mean I uh I love the idea so Dan and I had always been quite close through school we had been to school together I think we, we met maybe in in prep where you won Dan then went to a different wow. school and then he came back in in high school and it was funny we um we were competitors at school in what was probably my first business venture selling coke cans out of the out of the locker and i had my little locker coke fan to sprite the whole portfolio 
down at his locker trying to undercut me the dirty dog and um <laughs> and so yeah we, we had a bit of fun there and it was um it was a good little taste tester mm. into the world of business and just the the dirty underhanded tricks that competitors can play. And um, I remember one day Dan got a, a letter from the canteen telling him to stop trading, ah. um, which I'm not too sure who tipped them off, but I then had the, had the market again, uh, which was, was, I was quite happy with, uh, I'm not going to lie. So that was good fun. And then post-school, we then started another little business together called Curb Print Solutions, where we would paint um, street numbers on the curbs of houses. You know, when you're driving down the street and you can see like number 13 yeah. on the curb. Yeah, we, we tried to do that for a little while. Didn't go too well. Uh, mm. Sold three in total. So uh, <laughs> one to my parents, one to Dan's parents, and then one to a lady in, in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. So that didn't go too well. Um, but then Dan came into me with the idea of thank you. And mm. that idea really stuck. So yeah, wanted to help. And then also wanted to be able to, I guess, utilize some some ideas and skills and, and things which I think we're just inherently in in all three of us for the greater good. So that was 2008 and, yeah, kicked it off then. And, yeah, you took on some of uh, Australia's or even the world's biggest companies, yeah? In terms of- yeah, and why not? Why not? Let's, <laughs> let's take on Coca-Cola. Uh, that's easy. So yeah. <laughs> it was a um, – man, it was a battle. I think mm. the first three years was – just full-time volunteer, mm. uh, no retailers would take us on. We had commitments and then they would renege on them. Really hard just out there at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning with sales reps from distributors saying, please come on little milk bar, will you please stock that incubator? So yeah, it took a, took a long time to build some momentum. And about the three-year mark, we, we won a deal with 7-Eleven, um, which was awesome. So that was kind of the big, big moment to, to kick us onto the scene. And, um, yeah, a really pivotal moment in history. Oh, really cool. And so would you be able to tell us more about the, the role that you played at um, Thank You? Maybe not in those early couple of years when you might have been working stuff out, but as it grew, <laughs> what, yeah. what sort of angle did you look after? Because that might give us a bit more context to what you do now, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was um, early days. It was literally just everyone's doing a little bit of everything and yeah. everyone's got their fingers in all the different pies. So. Pretty quickly, though, I realized that I, I was probably stronger suited in um, areas of finance and operational type stuff. So mm. a little more behind the scenes than the other two founders, which I kind of liked. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a time teller. I'm more of a clock builder, which if Dan is listening to this, he would love that. I used to <laughs> throw that in all the time. You just always tell the time I, I build the clock. Which is a joke, <laughs> a big joke. Um, Dan does a lot of building too. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more behind the scenes, supply chain, and in finance. I would be the one, you know, meeting with the different suppliers, production runs, forecasting, uh, and then I, I taught myself how to do bookkeeping, mm. albeit if you've, I know you've looked at our books, not very well, <laughs> but um, I fumbled my way through it. So, yeah, I'd handle all the, the books. We used to use Myob back in the day, oh. which I'm showing my age. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was kind of my jam. Uh, I was always, always reasonably good with money. Uh, from an early age, I think my parents really instilled some some good values and, and qualities and, and respect of money back when I was a youngster. So uh, it just came kind of came naturally to me, and it was a really important aspect of thank you. So obviously we had we had set out to you know 100% of profit, 
uh, will fund aid and development programs. Very easily, any business person will, will bet this. You can very quickly not make any profit for the first three or four, maybe five years mm. of existence. It all just keeps getting reinvested back into the business, back in the business. And maybe in year six, you declare a profit and everyone claps for you because that's, that's kind of normal. But for us, it was super important that from day dot, we were actually giving money um, to these programs to build up trust because this is how, how and why we exist to mm. fund these programs. Like personally, we wanted to do that. So yeah, it was important to, I guess, get those foundations set really early on, separate money out. I remember my accounts were so amateur back in the day, but I would have different bank accounts set up and then mm. you know, get paid from one person who would, would you know, section off a portion of those profits to make sure that money got protected and would only spend this. And yeah, very amateur, but very basic principles, which enabled us to give from day dot and yeah, build quite a, quite a successful company uh, to what it is today, which is, which is awesome to see. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. And, and I guess you, you had kids somewhere in that thank you journey. Yeah. I did, mate. I did it. Um, what would it have been? Year, year seven, year eight, Mark. Yeah. So just in the thick of it. So (laughs) after, um, after 7-Eleven, we won that deal. Two years after that, we then won Coles and Woolworths and we branched out into, um, Muesli Bar, Muesli's clusters, body care, whole suite of body care products to what, you know, thank you really focuses on these days still had the water program uh, products selling so mm. it was busy it was just the perfect time to have children um <laughs> super busy so uh that was yeah year eight mark and yeah, a bit of a juggle act mm. juggling act to to make sure that was uh that was working well took a, a bit of prioritizing and, and reshuffling uh the diary and, and whatnot that's for sure yeah, yeah, and I just remember the first probably six months of, of our first child's life was the the took the most adjustment when you realised yeah. oh this is a bit totally. different, <laughs> but it really it also like helps prioritise what's actually important yeah. in life, doesn't it? Like I remember um I went to the doctor once for I think I needed some sleep tablets or something mm-hmm. and just like melatonin like some pretty some pretty basic stuff mm-hmm. and the doctor was like well why are you you know, why aren't you sleeping? I was like, well, I have a stressful job and and I've just really struggled to, to turn the mind off. And he's like, well, what happens if you don't write back to the email? Oh. He's like, does someone die? And I'm like, well, no, not really. And it was at that moment, it was just kind of like this light bulb moment. I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I probably could turn the emails off before mm. 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Like that isn't, isn't important anymore. Like I can and just, just start to reshuffle and reprioritize and, and nothing does that more than, than when children come along and yeah, you realize you, you're existing for a, a very different purpose now and, yeah, raise them as, as best you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really, really cool. And and so um, so in terms of the thank you journey, um, like roughly when did you transition into what you're doing now? I got to I got to about the 10-year mark. Yeah. Um, so 10 years, got my long service leave and just ran out the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> I doubt it. Joking, joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to 10 years in one month and it was a decision which I'd been kind of grappling mm. with for probably a good 12 months, I reckon. Mm. We had this really weird situation in our life where, in like personally, where we got broke, our house got broken into mm. when we went on a holiday. We're up in Noosa and um, got a phone call from the cops. The 
the second day we're up there saying someone's broken into your house, oh. um, which was annoying. So I flew home after the holiday and then like mentally I started kind of not having a breakdown, but like struggling a little bit with anxiety and just stress started like really bugging me out. Mm. Um, we ended up moving house to a different house just because I couldn't stay there. Or we couldn't stay there anymore. Just knowing that, you know, they're going to come back. What's mm. all these noises out there? Yeah. Um, so we moved to a different place and then we're in that place in, in Chadston in Victoria for about four months and then came home from a, a day at the beach and oh. the garage door wouldn't open, which was, which was weird. So Jess went inside to see what was going on and just thick smoke throughout the whole house. Okay. So I called the fire brigade and the switchboard in the garage had gone up and just filled the place with smoke. And so just because of smoke damage, like they caught it before the, the house went up, but because of smoke damage, we lost everything. So yeah. everything had to go in the bin, had to move out. This is when Jess is about 30 weeks pregnant, 25 weeks pregnant oh. with our second child. <laughs> uh, so we lived with Jess's parents for two months, which was, they were awesome. So that was, wasn't a problem, but it was, um, it was just a lot going on mm. and then trying to find a place and then setting up the new place, Jess is two weeks away from giving birth. It's like just so much stuff going on and then and then stuff at thank you is also changing quite significantly in terms of structure and different processes and systems coming in like the the company itself had gone from where we started it the three of us you know back you know 10 years earlier with not many processes or systems or structure to you know having 50 employees 50 products turning you know many millions of dollars a year and so it needed that it needed structure and systems and processes, but mm. then roles would start shifting and the responsibilities would change. And there was a lot of change, like specifically in, in my area, in my role. So we had like all the personal stuff going on yeah. and then all the stuff from thank you going on. And like mentally I was, I wasn't in a great space already. Mm. So yeah, there was a lot of things kind of just bubbling away. Uh, so I took a few months off just to try and just to try and repair the, the brain. And, um, and get myself back into somewhat of a, a functional state. And then I think once I got back into the office post that, I knew that it was time to hang the boots up, so to speak, and, yeah, look in, some, in, in a different area, a different direction, which was, yeah, it was a tough decision, tough decision to make after 10 years of, of growing something, but a necessary one for my own health and for the well-being of my family and, and being able to be the best dad and husband I could be. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's the I guess the the best reason. And yeah, no, just um actually while we while we were there on a trip, I think we visited at one stage, and uh, I can't remember whether it was you or Dan who was walking us through that um that thank you circle that you did. But uh, yes, yeah, but we've actually we implemented that soon after we got back, and yeah, cool. uh, we still do them every Friday morning. Uh, hey, they, there you go. They're the best. They're absolutely. That's best. awesome, man. Yeah, so, it's uh, nice to. Nice to be able to honour people and mm. and for, for context for everyone listening and watching on a Friday afternoon we would we would all kind of gather on, on the top level of of the office and just thank people for what they'd done during the week what we had noticed from little things like thanks for taking the bin out to like congratulations you won a huge deal with Coles so it was like everything in between mm. and just really set a nice culture of honour and mm. we used to love like kind of the family vibes that we had. In the, in the thank you office and, and a lot of respect, a lot of love and might sound weird to, <laughs> to some business people, but it was something which helped us build a lot of trust with each other. Mm. And we found that when you had trust with each other, 
you could go faster, you mm. could you could run harder because you knew that, you know, person over here or person over here, they're not trying to undercut me. They're not trying to climb the ladder above me. Like it's mm. just trust. Everyone trusts, everyone loves. Like it's, it's, it's cool. Let's just, let's just run our own race in our own lane and let's just make as much impact as possible. So yeah, it was a nice, a nice little thing which we had going. It's cool to hear you guys doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, um, as I said, every every Friday morning, and um, we, I think sometimes we spend a good hour and a half, depending on what. Like, sometimes we've got to wow. cut it short, but yeah, it goes for a while. Um, Gosh, and yeah, no, it's a lot of just, good things happening. Yeah, well, it was such an important part of our um, our week, and and then mm. we do them quarterly on our retreats. Um, yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, and you get people in tears. It's awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love making people cry. So yeah. Good. Uh, it's fantastic that was that was a huge uh, thing we implemented so thank you that's Um, great hey man and thank you to 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 you guys you guys showed a lot of support and yeah to us us personally and and to the business so yeah we're forever grateful for Mm. for the inspire team Mm, thank you and and so uh, maybe for the in terms of the audience listening so people sort of growing small businesses when you went from let's say three people at thank you to 50 That's a yes. huge transition. In fact, I don't know whether I'd call that small business anymore. <laughs> but yeah, um, but what were some of the biggest things that made the like I guess the, the the most amount of impact on the business's growth? Like, if there was maybe one, two, or three key things that you can remember throughout the the journey, made the biggest impact. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, it was. Well, it's it's funny. It's like businesses go in, in such kind of ebbs and flows and. Just the roller coaster ride of, of thank you. Like we went from, you know, having a, a team of kind of, kind of say generalists, generalists. I have a bit of a lisp, um, which makes that word hard to say. Where everyone could kind of do a bit of everything. To then, you know, next minute, next season. Now we need we need some more specialists, mm. specialists in the building. Um, so we would hire those people in, and um, kind of ebbed and flowed to that. And so we 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 created a really strong kind of unit where we would have, you know, some grocery specialists, mm. some marketing, product marketing specialists, some innovation specialists, but then supported as well by um, some really strong generalists who could just get in and get it done. Mm. So the, the structuring of teams was very important, mm. um, enabling us to um, to keep running hard, keep pushing hard, but bring in the necessary kind of skills and expertise to the building. For us, I think what really set us apart in thank you and might be helpful for, for certain businesses um, out there was we really valued a culture of innovation yeah. and a culture of new product development. I remember being on a panel with the founder of Messina, the delicious oh, yeah. ice cream yeah. business, and he said, if you don't innovate, you die. Mm. So for for us, that was that was what we embraced as well was if you weren't innovating and bringing new products to market and, and furthering the business and taking more market share, then mm-hmm. someone else is going to. So, so we really resourced up that section of the business. And I think that's applicable in a, in a lot of in different industries, even in service-based industries. You know, yeah. what, what product are you selling? Like, what is your product? Whether it be uh, brainstorming workshops in product development or like, what is it? And, and how do you keep growing that and really kind of honing in on that? that kind of secret source that only you guys can do or, or whatnot. So those were some things which we really started to see the value of and, and really resourced up and, and put some importance on. 
Yeah, no, that's that's great. And I think, yeah, as you said, even in a service business, I think both those things, so structuring teams, mm. I, I can definitely see the relevance of that as we've grown. Um, yeah. and and having both the general and the specialist. Mm. Um, that's that's a really cool uh, way to look at it. Um, and yeah. then yeah, innovation. Yeah, that's just a, a non-negotiable, especially at the moment, Jim. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And 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 people are moving so quick these days. Mm. I think when when we were around early days, like there was it was really dominated by, you know, your palm olives, your Coca-Cola's, like these guys will take 12 to 24 months to innovate, bring something yeah. new to market. Like it just sets just how they like their cycles. So we had a real kind of uh, point of difference, mm-hmm. like an advantage there. We used to have this, this quote on the walls, it's not the big that eat the small, it's the fast that eat the slow. Mm-hmm. So we would pride ourselves on being faster than they could be. Um, regardless of their big budgets and mm. and all the money they had to launch stuff, so that was probably what ten years ago. But these days, there's a lot more kind of smaller players yeah. entering the market, so you've got to innovate even quicker than you ever had. Just otherwise, you will get you get eaten up, and and the market will spit you out because the market's always looking for what's new, what's trendy, what's cool. So, yeah, and uh, and just a bit of a random thought or question. I um I have this perception that uh, Coca Colas or the Palm Olives, those big companies, are Almost like a mafia style thing. Is is it? Is, do they just do sort of bullyingish tactics with the way they do business, or is it? You know, do they give you phone calls and threaten your personal safety? <laughs> we used to get these people come up on our, our front doorstep with with sledgehammers and. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they definitely do some stuff behind doors. Jeez, um, that's okay. for sure. We used to hear mm. from a couple of different retail partners that you know, company A, they're not just giving extra margin to to reduce shelf space, but they're, they're wanting you to be removed from store completely. Yeah. Um, so they were getting some very interesting offers thrown their way to not just shrink our shelf space, but just get us completely chopped. We heard other stories that once you got to this, this magic number of, I think, 10% market share, that a whole new realm of money would get poured into the multinational from, say, head office. Yeah. And just money that they probably, the national team probably didn't even know they had, just gets poured in on top and they would just get told, promote, get rid of these guys, yeah. get that market share back. Like they're, they're very strong and they have very deep pockets. Probably, we probably didn't realize that would happen as strong as it did to what we, you know, in some of the categories that we played in mm-hmm. uh, where we were doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden promotions get turned on, prices get dropped yeah. and they literally just, just force market share. Mm. Uh, back their way so yeah and it sounds like they'd, they'd almost like cut an arm off to save themselves so to speak or like make a loss for a sustained totally. period of time just yeah to, yeah, yeah wow yeah, yeah it's it's full of the, the games they play they're they're powerful they're mm. powerful animals there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh no, really cool and mm. and i've noticed so from, from thank you you've um we can probably speak about both of these but you've created a, another product business and a service business so did you want to cover yeah. the product one first? Yeah, we're having a bit of a dabble. So um, <laughs> the, the product one is called Narrative Lab Fragrances. So it's a high-end, no-nasties perfume brand. So we, we came up with the idea. We're actually, we're in Hong Kong. It must have been about two and a half years ago when you could actually travel. And we were at a big cosmetics expo, Joel, Nicole, and myself, who also worked at Thank You. So we all kind of finished up at a similar time and then joined forces. Um, mm. So we're all over this cosmetics expo and we were looking just for some innovative products. We love products. We, we knew products coming from Thank You and we wanted to see what we could you know, bring to market. So 
we didn't really find much at the cosmetics expo, which was a bit disappointing. But while we were over there, we started analyzing, you know, what are some products that we use in our everyday life mm. that we love that we could innovate on, you know, that haven't had much happen to their their industries in a long time. And and we like the idea of of perfume and aftershave and we all wear it. But we hated the the over sexualization of the marketing and how terribly made the products are. Like they're just full yeah. of alcohol, parabens, phthalates, and like just just a lot of nasty stuff in there, made super dirt cheap and then sexually advertised for, for no reason. Like these really you know, inspirational lives that we should all aspire to. We thought maybe we can do this better <laughs> and differently. So we came up with the idea. Uh, it's all, you know, plant-based oils. Um, it's a solid fragrance range and then a perfume oil range and really beautiful smells. And then the naming strategy also, we we put a bit of thought into and we, we tried to make it as aspirational um, and encouraging as as possible. So some of our names are, you know, Fearless, Crushing It, Awaken, Rose Above, Renew, like these kind of different mindsets where, you know, you, you put on Crushing It for the day. Mm. and or before you step into the board meeting and you go now i'm gonna like now i'm I'm really kind of putting on that mindset and i'm gonna go and crush this thing so we 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 love that i think because we we'd all come from different backgrounds where we'd all had you know different things spoken over us in work and and social lives and almost like put in boxes over here and we don't like that (laughs) i don't like getting told you know you can't do this you're only good enough to do this. And so, yeah, we wanted to give people a tool to feel empowered. And you know what? I, I'm fearless today. I'm putting on my fearless and, and off I go to do this complicated task. So, yeah, that, that's Narrative Labs. So at the moment, we, you know, we're for sale on, on our, um, our website, narrativelab.co. And we're trying to get you know, into different wholesalers and retailers around the, around the country and around the world. And that's been a really fun kind of creative outlet type product kept our, our juices flowing and yeah it's it's been a been a lot of fun a lot yeah. of passion uh, so we're, we're about two two years into that and um got some new products coming out in the next couple of months which would be fun and hopefully a really strong run into you know black friday cyber monday and, and christmas oh. so hopefully finish the year strong yeah very cool and um, mm. awesome awesome branding by the way it's nice and clean and probably like the yeah. products themselves <laughs> yeah yeah nicole's done a done an amazing job of all the marketing and uh, and the comms and and the branding and everything. Yeah, it's, it's we're we're super proud of it. It's it's a it's a nice product. Yeah, uh, very good. All righty. And and so, what about the um the consulting mm. that you're doing now? So tell tell us a bit yeah, about how right. that came to be and and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we um we set up Black Ops Consulting, which is a bit of a fun name. So our idea was almost like a black ops military team. I love military and, and war movies and that type of stuff. And I love SEAL teams. And the idea was around, you know, we can come in, we'll execute your mission, we'll get out. So it's a bit of bit of a muck around in that, but it's, it's stuck and it, it's going really well. So we, we specialize in like the sales marketing, new product development, mm. supply chain type areas of business, mainly consumer products, Type businesses ranging from you know from startups, we work with a few startups at the moment to to really well established players mm. who just need some fresh thinking to come in and yeah, Nicole and Joel are amazing at just you know what's the new trend happening mm. in personal care space. 
or in, in clean beauty or, or what, whatever it is and, um, and spotting trends and then helping companies to, you know, to identify, you know, how can we wrap our label on that and bring it to market? So yeah, it's, it's a range from, I guess, just strategic type ideas to then executional type work as well. So, you know, we'll get in there, we'll, we'll manage the factory transition or, mm. or the whole new product development from, you know, conception to um, commercialization. So, it came about like obviously narrative was was kind of the the initial baby or, or pipe dream like we wanted to get narrative off the ground it didn't pay too well <laughs> still doesn't so we knew we had to get money you know mm. through different means so um we set up the consulting we love helping people uh, we get a real buzz out of solving problems for people helping mom and dad type businesses you know get ready for a sale or or whatever and making a real difference in people's lives like we we absolutely love that so it's it's been a nice yeah we're, we're super happy at the moment it's, it's nice we've got a nice combination of, of consulting and the narrative so our creative outlets are, are all being met and we're adding value to people um as well which is yeah it's, it's, it's a nice feeling yeah no, that, that's that's cool and do you see yourself going into any like what, what sort of industries do you work with with black ops it's mainly mainly consumer products Yep. type businesses so we've got a, a range of clients personal care space drink space um kind of like the, the non-alcoholic trend is really starting to take off and oh, yeah. um we're helping a couple of different different companies with that and then even just some some bigger projects around you know insolvency acquisition that type of thing as well so it's a whole whole big range it all seems to come back into consumer products though we're not helping you know energy companies or or anything like that like our sweet spot I think just from what we cut our teeth in at Thank You, we we know the market really well, mm. and Joel and Nicole just with their expertise, yeah, it's been a it's been awesome. It's been yeah, very very humbling to help a lot of people and, and add some value um, mm. along the way. So yeah, it's 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 good fun. Yeah, Black Ops, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All righty. Well, um, yeah. Thank you so much for your your time today. Um, I think we've we've covered a lot, and and appreciate you being so transparent about your sort of family journey and also um your uh you know your, your time at Thank You and and now Narrative Labs and Black Ops. We really appreciate you. Uh, you're welcome, mate. Thank <laughs> you for yeah. As I said before, thank you for all your support along the journey, and we we learn a lot from from what you're doing at the team uh, with oh. the team at Inspire and. It'll sound corny, but it's inspiring. So um, <laughs> thank you for all you're doing too. Uh, no worries. The, the least we could do, mate. That, that's um, all good. Um, and then, yeah, if, if people want to sort of follow what you're doing, um, I think we, we spoke about um, jumping on Instagram and, and having a look at the Narrative Lab uh, Insta page. Yeah, and- jump on there. I think the handle's Narrative Lab Fragrance and then Black Ops mm-hmm. is Black Ops Consulting. Mm-hmm. You can search for me. I'm on private and... I post about one photo every three months, so probably not the most interesting person to follow, but feel free to. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. All right, well, thanks again, mate. Um, yeah, really, really enjoy working with you and, and great to um, have met you all those years ago. So. Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jared. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. 
And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20 minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA or one word or at inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again and see you next time.